Good afternoon, this is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. Now, I'm here with Matthew Bales, who is Professor at Swinburne University of Technology in Australia, and he visits South Africa often because he works with uh, Meerkat Data, which is the radio telescope here in the Northern Cape. Good afternoon, Matthew. Good afternoon. Nice to be here. Um, yes, you come here quite often. Did you say this is your 11th trip to South Africa? Yeah, you start losing count after a while, but I think it's number 11. Okay, and that's great. And, and you work closely with this big radio telescope. Tell me, what do you do with this telescope here in the Northern Cape? Yeah, I point it at over a thousand objects known as radio pulsars. These are the collapsed cores of once massive stars. They're so dense that a teaspoon weighs as much as all of humanity, and they have a radio beam which sweeps through the sky, and they rotate so fast that the fastest one rotates 700 times a second, and every time it does, we get a little burst of radio waves hitting the Meerkat telescope that we receive and process. Wow, and you say that there's, there's a lot of these out there. You will look at a thousand or so of these. And, and do they exist all over the galaxies and every galaxy? Where are they? Yeah, so they're in every galaxy in the universe, but we can only see those in our galaxy and a couple of the nearest neighbour galaxies, the small and large Magellanic Clouds. Meerkat is the most sensitive radio telescope in the Southern Hemisphere, and so it has a unique view of the southern sky, which is also the best place to look at radio pulsars. And why would anybody want to look at these, Matthew? Uh, there are actually naturally occurring laboratories for studying gravity, and that's my main interest. I started off doing the general theory of relativity in my honours year and did a PhD on radio pulsars. These pulsars can be seen as clocks that um, tick very regularly, and by watching how they tick and whether the ticks arrive early or late, we can actually explore the gravitational systems of which they are part. Oh, so this is connected to gravitational waves, is it? Yes, a lot of the objects that we study are travelling around each other so quickly that we need Einstein's general theory of relativity to describe them properly. And we can actually see the influence of gravitational waves leaving the system and causing the stars to spiral together. So you're using astronomical data to kind of use the universe as a big laboratory, like a big test laboratory to explore physics. Is that right? Yeah, I like to think of myself as somebody who uses astronomy to study fundamental physics. And there's a lot of astronomy that, although I find it interesting, I'm not personally involved with. I'm really here to use the Meerkat telescope to explore Einstein's theory of relativity and also what the structure and dimensions and masses of neutron stars are. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, so this is not the kind of astronomy that creates all these pretty pictures that we're used to, like from the Hubble Space Telescope. So how do you look at your data? Yeah, so what we do is that the pulses come in so regularly that we can do what we call fold them on top of each other to form an average pulse profile. And that average pulse profile can be timed to an accuracy sometimes down to 10 nanoseconds. So this means we have a way of measuring any change in the distance between us and the pulsar to an accuracy of down to like three metres. So some of them are going around other stars with orbits a million kilometres in diameter, and we're effectively staking out places in the orbit and measuring how that changes with time. 
So in our most exciting system called the double pulsar, we can actually tell that the orbit is shrinking by 2.7 millimetres every orbit. And these are, these are things that are a very, very long way away, hey? Um, they're actually not a long way away by universal standards, but they are a long way away by galactic standards. So they're typically between maybe 5 and 50% of the way to the galactic centre, and that's about 25,000 light years away. And you can measure these to within an accuracy of three metres? We can't measure the absolute distance to the accuracy, but we can measure changes in that distance to that accuracy. So we can explore how the orbit is evolving, but we can't tell you the exact distance, although we can tell you when it changes. So this is science as it is happening now, here in South Africa, using a completely South African instrument. Real science. It's, it's very, very fascinating. Thank you very much, uh, Matthew Bales, for talking to us about your passion. And uh, we look forward to more of this kind of science in the future. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks very much. And for now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. Every- 